Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Polita Talk with Tanbir with your host, Tanbir. We haven't had our usual political breakdown in two weeks. Well, yeah, because I had the honor of interviewing U.S. Senate candidate Una Ludwig and U.S. congressional candidate Jason Cowell last week, so I didn't want to overwhelm listeners with three episodes in one week. I will also be interviewing U.S. congressional candidate David Kim for California's 34th congressional district on June 24th, and I am in, um, interviewing Awkward Rap, an artist, on Tuesday. A lot has happened in lieu of protesting you know, Donald Trump, the White House, and elections, not just presidential elections. Um, so I'm going to keep this episode as brief as possible because I do have campaign work I have to get to for the rest of this week as New York primaries are five days away. To start us off with headliners, the Supreme Court of the United States has blocked the Trump administration's notion to end DACA, which allows the children of illegal immigrants to stay in the United States for education and work. This decision by the Supreme Court allows them to remain safe from deportation for now. Um, And it causes, once again, it causes tension between Donald Trump and the Supreme Court. He tweeted earlier, he gets the sense that um, he gets the impression that the Supreme Court does not like him. <laughs> so there's that. Um, also, there's been another incident in the ki- in the police killing of a black man, Rayshard Brooks, which sparked more tensions between civilians and police. And the officer who shot Rayshard, Garrett Rolfe, was fired and faces charges of murder now. He turned himself in. Um Donald Trump, who was to hold a rally in Tulsa, a city with deep racial tensions and history, on Juneteenth, of all days, he originally scheduled it for that day. Um, He rescheduled his rally um, as a show of quote-unquote respect, and he also claims that he made Juneteenth very famous. Former National Security Advisor of Donald Trump, John Bolton, is battling his administration and him over a book he is set to publish called The Room Where It Happened, where he tears into Donald Trump for pleading to China for their help, bullying Ukraine, giving favors to dictators, and Bolton also says Trump is unfit for the office he holds now. The Republican majority Senate is finding themselves in a tough spot, reluctant in making Bolton testify. Um, Trump's administration is suing Bolton over the book and publication, which I just want to bring in here. We've seen happen before when Fire and Fury by Michael Wolf was written, which was basically, again, just going around Trump and his administration and how unstable, incompetent and incapable Donald Trump is to hold the highest office in this country. So, this is not a good week for Donald Trump. Um, he's, you know, Supreme Court told him no, a book is about to go out about him. Um, he doesn't like that book. It's It attacks him in a very Trump way, you know, for someone who loves attacking, he's very insecure and fragile and egotistical. And he's facing a tough re-election where he's behind on nearly every general election matchup poll and state poll in swing states. However, with that being said, do not let the polls decide. The polls could be wrong as they were with Hillary Clinton in 2016. Uh, Joe Bi- Speaking of, 
you know, the presidential elections, Joe Biden has successfully secured the Democratic nomination and he will accept it formally in Milwaukee with 2,144 delegates. 1,991 were needed to secure the nomination. New York and Kentucky's primaries are next and they should be huge, um, not just in terms of the presidential election, although we have to see where that goes for Bernie Sanders. He needs 1,200 delegates to have influence and have gotten one-fourth of the delegates needed. So we, But it's also huge in congressional and Senate races because we have a massive slate of progressives running, especially in New York. But in Kentucky, we have the star of the center, Charles Booker, a U.S. Senate candidate. Um, Booker's campaign saw a massive surge in past weeks to take on Democratic opponent Amy McGrath, a self-titled pro-Trump Democrat whose motive to take down Republican incumbent and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is because he apparently obstructs Trump's agenda. McGrath also was in favor of appointing Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, who voted to end DACA just today, um, just this week, I mean, sorry, and he voted against protecting LGBTQ workers from discrimination in the workplace. So, you know, I, I can't grasp what a pro-Trump Democrat looks like just run against McConnell in the Republican primaries, Mick versus Mick, you know? Um, Charles Booker has the endorsements of Senator Bernie Sanders. Um, Elizabeth Warren endorsed him today. Congresswoman, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez endorsed him. Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. Former presidential candidates Tom Steyer and Julian Castro. Um, Charles Booker also has what Amy McGrath lacks, and that's domestic support. Um, 96% of her donors are from out of state because, you know, the DNC is promoting posts and polls and donation ads and all of these things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then people see it initially. They're like, yeah, we got to take Mitch McConnell down. And without even knowing who Amy McGrath is, they throw their support behind her. Kentucky knows who Amy McGrath is and Kentucky knows who Charles Booker is, which is why Charles Booker has the endorsements, a lot of endorsements from local businesses, state reps, mayors, radio hosts and show hosts from Kentucky that live in Kentucky. On the other hand, McGrath has endorsements from like out of state leaders like Chuck Schumer, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar and Kirsten Gillibrand, um, establishment DNC icons. So the reason I'm saying all of this, the reason I just took a huge chunk of time to talk about Booker's campaign is because I do endorse Charles Booker because Kentucky is a rural state. They're not ruby red. Um, you know, people said Alabama was ruby red and then Doug Jones turned around and made a historic headline. He won a Senate seat, something that Alabama hasn't had, a blue Senate seat in two decades. So, you know, this could be groundbreaking. Uh, Texas turned purple. This could be groundbreaking. I endorse Charles Booker because Kentucky is a rural state with a massive population of workers and farmers who are people neither of the mix, again, Mitch McConnell or Amy McGrath, share the realities of and can properly represent. Um, Charles Booker went out to protest with people in Kentucky. Amy McGrath says she got to stay home for her family. She's against Medicare for all, um, 15 an hour. She teased Charles Booker for not paying his interns and volunteers. She pays them 15 an hour and covers them for health care. But she leaves out the fact that Booker's donors come from average people, while hers comes from Google, Amazon, and other giant corporations of $20,000 to $70,000 per donor. Um, 
So, you know, he has the grassroots passion that Amy McGrath does not have. She thought she ran for a congress congressional seat in Kentucky two years ago and lost. She doesn't have that Kentucky support. So hopefully Kentucky can overlook that DNC inappropriate interference that we've seen the DNC do in 2016 with Hillary Clinton and 2020 with Joe Biden. Hopefully Kentucky can overlook that and vote for the right choice, which would be Charles Booker. In New York, there's a massive list of progressives running for U.S. Congress. Um, and why New York's third district has Melanie Durago. Um, New York's fifth district has Shania Chowdhury. That's my district. Voted for him early. Had my parents vote for him. New York six has Mel Gagarin. New York nine has Isaiah James. New York ten has Lindsey Boylan. New York 13 has James Felton Keith. New York 14 has incumbent rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. New York 15 has Samuel Lopez. New York 16 has Jamal Bowman. Um, I'm going to speak on that in a few. New York 17 has Mondaire James. New York 25 has Robin Wilt. And New York 27 has Nate McMurray. Now, back to New York 16, Jamal Bowman, a middle school principal up against a longtime cog, a giant dinosaur, Democratic dinosaur, um, Engel, Representative Engel, Congressman Engel, um, who was caught on mic saying he wouldn't care. In reference to the Black Lives Matter protest, he said he wouldn't care if he didn't have a primary race. Um, and Bowman has the endorsement of Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Elizabeth Warren. He's surpassing Engel in the polls. Former Engel voters are coming out and saying they voted for him before, but they can't anymore. They're voting for Bowman. And I just wanted to point out that it's so ironic that Congressman Engel is the first House endorsement Hillary Clinton, of all people, came out to speak for. Um... And after Hillary Clinton endorsed Bowman's opponent, Bowman just went on Twitter smiling. That's the smile of someone who's going to beat a Hillary-endorsed candidate. <laughs> so let's be on the lookout for that. You can vote by mail. Um, the deadline to apply for a mail-in ballot online is over, but you can still apply for one in person. You can vote by mail if you haven't already or vote in early. vote early in person like I did. Um, you can vote in person on election day, which is June 23rd. Just be sure to wear a mask. Um, stay safe when you do social distance. That is all for this week. And I do wish everyone stay safe, social distance if you have to go outside, as many cities and states are going into next phases of reopening. Be responsible and wear a mask and gloves. Stop the spread. Follow me on Twitter at It's Share and subscribe. I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Um, you can ask questions via direct message on Twitter or email me at palotatalkwithtambir at gmail.com. Um, remember, I have two interviews coming up next week, one of them with a U.S. congressional candidate, David Kim, for California. Um, have a great week and stay safe, everyone.